0: This is Spin Control, a fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl.
1: Spinning, turn a spinning wheel. Make me some of your magic
0: Hello everybody, welcome to Spin Control episode 112. Ridiculous. In this episode, I have got some knitting, some crochet, a little bit of spinning, a tale for you about having nothing to talk about, and I'm going to put my spin on a classic knitting book by a beloved author who has brought some joy into my life recently. But of course, we should kick this all off with some updates. So what have I had going on? All right. I know I mentioned it in the last episode, but I'm going to mention it again in this one. In about two weeks, the first week of December, I don't know the exact date, I will have a pattern coming out in an online publication. And I'm super excited about that. Yay! I also have a sock pattern that is about to get sent off for testing and another round with the tech editor. So that should be pretty cool. I'm excited. Like, I think I missed the boat. And when I actually wanted to release this pattern, so I might actually hold off releasing it until like February, just because it would make more sense then. I certainly did not get it out in time for prime gift knitting, but that's okay. I'm still excited about it. I really did enjoy knitting it up and just, you know, writing a sock pattern totally sucked. You know, heels and toes and decreases and increases all over the place. Just was, I I hated it. (laughs) not a fan of writing sock knitting pattern but that's okay i guess right lessons learned what else have i had going on uh let's talk about the weather i know right what a lame topic anyway i have no idea what winter holds for us here in colorado because in the month of october we had record-breaking snowfall like i had three snow days off of work and last year i think i had one total the whole season i don't know what we're in for and Mother Nature is not ready to settle into winter at all. Like, it was in the 60s today. So it's more fall, spring type temperatures. And, but who knows, like, when it's going to dip down into the 30s or below, you know, anytime soon. They're still getting um snow in the mountains, which is awesome. The boy and I actually made a trip to Breckenridge, Colorado this past weekend to hit our first day of the season for snowboarding. Which was fine, except because the uh, weather's been a little temperamental, there was more ice on the slopes than I would prefer, and I fell really, really hard and totally, totally smashed my shoulder. And man, does it hurt. (laughs) It's making sleeping a little difficult, but it's getting better, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, We had that trip where we went home to see, well, we went to Mizzou to see Bird and for homecoming, and that was really cool. We had a lot of fun, and... It was a really great, great weekend. So I'm glad we got to do that. We don't have any travels coming up soon. I think we're kind of sheltering in except for trips to the mountains for, you know, the winter. But we do have a lot of visitors planned. I know here, uh, actually this next week, which is why I made sure to squeeze in recording an episode this week, we have Bird is coming home for Thanksgiving break and my Tanya will be in town because I don't know, apparently it's an annual event. She comes home <laughs> or she comes to my place to hang out for Thanksgiving. So that was, that's awesome. So we're looking forward to that. Bird arrives on Friday night and my Tanya will be here sometime on Sunday and then we'll have them both for about a week. So that should be good. I hopefully I'll be able to get some time off of work to hang out with them and it'll be super nice to have visitors. Well, it looks like that is just about all I've got going on in updates. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. In this edition of Spin a Tale, I have no stories to tell. I know, crazy. However, I am still going to do this segment because I would like to ask you guys a question. I know I have probably lots of new listeners and lots of traditional old listeners, not old, um, long time listeners. Sorry about that. Long-time listeners who've been with me since the beginning. And I want to know what you want to hear about. Am I still entertaining? Am I missing out on anything? Is there something that you want to hear more of or less of? Like I have a lot less humorous stories than I did like 10 years ago when I started this mess. Because when I started this mess, oh my gosh, Itty Bitty was so cute. And she did the silly stuff all the time. And Bird was hilarious. And You know, I just had like little kids and stuff and I don't have that anymore. So I want to know what you want to hear about as my life progresses. You know, we're all in different phases and no one phase of a person's life is any better than the other. And we know what can you guys relate to? What do you want to hear about that I've got going on in my life? And I want to hear from you guys and I will start a thread over on the Ravelry group. And of course, you can always hit me up through any of the contact information that i spout out the end of the episode and i would love to hear from you i want to make sure that i continue to be worth listening to and everybody's getting a little something out of it all right that's all i got with my lack of stories all right and now it is on to spinning my wheels and i've been pretty busy and i feel like i've gotten quite a bit accomplished all right let's start with the Uh, Most recent pair of self-striping socks that I was knitting in the colorway Rainbow Trout by Artistic Yarns, and that was a lovely, lovely knit. had a little sparkle in it, and I got them done. Yay, they're finished. I've worn them. I love them. So let's talk about how I put those together. So when I do my self-striping socks, they're pretty much just my vanilla, chocolate, you know, plain Jane sock pattern, you know, kind of build as you go. What I've been doing recently is depending on what kind of heel or toe I want to try, if I want to try something new, I'll either go top down or toe up. So this pair was a pair of toe up socks and I used Judy's magic cast on to cast on the toe, you know, did the standard increases, got to my standard size, knit my foot. And then, so it took me a while to figure out how much foot I needed because I was trying a new heel. This new heel that I tried, but it's not a new heel. It's an old heel, but a new heel to me. It is the shape join heel flap that I uh, picked out of the sock architecture book by Laura Neal. And you can only do this sock the way that it's built with a toe up. So that's why I chose to do toe up because I had picked the heel first and it worked out pretty nice. Uh, There's a couple things that I totally disagreed with her on. And let me tell you, she talked. So I saw a little video also on Blueprint or Craftsy. I can't remember when it came out, when, you know, if the site was Craftsier Blueprint at the time, where she talked about how it required precision. Because when you're done, you end up with the same amount of stitches that you have in your foot circumference, and there's no like decreasing or increasing like you would in a gusset heel. Yeah, so I was a little off with my stitches when I got done. (laughs) I followed her instructions, I just messed up. But I, so I ended up like on one of my needles, I think I had 19 stitches instead of 18. And then one of my stitches, I had 20 stitches instead of 18. So I put some strategically placed decreases in there so that I got back to my 72 stitch count that I wanted for my leg. In addition, so the last part of the heel is a zigzag bind off. And then at the end of the zigzag bind off, you have one stitch on your needle, period. One stitch and the working yarn. Her instructions say to break the yarn. And I thought to myself, why would I break the yarn? (laughs) Why wouldn't I? So she basically the instructions say, break your yarn, go back to the place that used to be the beginning of the round, and add the yarn and go. I didn't do that. I just picked up the stitches around the top of the heel pocket and continued to work in the round. I didn't break the yarn. So it's a little flexible. I think probably because I didn't do any patterning on the sock leg or the sock foot, so it didn't really matter. Well, actually, I don't think it would matter at all if you're doing a toe-up sock where the new beginning of your round was, as long as you could remember the placement for patterning, because most of the time, most of the time, let me preface that, most of the time, you're going to end up with probably some um, ribbing at the top of your sock, and it really doesn't matter where you start, right? If you're just gonna be working in like one by one or two by two ribbing at the end. So I didn't I didn't follow her instructions. I didn't break the yarn. I just picked up where I started and my new beginning of the round was in a new place. And it really didn't matter because there's a plain Jane sock with just straight stockinette that leg that ended with about an inch of two by two ribbing at the top. So I like the heel. It doesn't fit as perfectly as I thought. It looks like it would be a little raised and maybe press into your foot when it's in your shoes, but it doesn't. It's shaped around my heel and it's cool. Um, I prefer just for, let me throw this out there. I prefer a superwash sock yarn that is truly superwash. Throw it in the washing machine and don't worry about it. I typically do not like to dry my hand knit socks just in case, but I like to wash them in the machine. And I get super disappointed when a superwash sock yarn is not superwash. But I think that once I throw these in the washing machine one time, that that little, that zigzag bind off part that goes over the, up the back of the heel will flatten out and fit my heel perfectly. Because it'll all, you know, it, it all comes out in the wash, right? All right. So what else have I been up to? I got all of the knitting finished on the eco vest, Yay! Except um, I have a little bit of finishing to do. There is a button and a buttonhole and I will need to block it. And I should probably get that accomplished soon before it's like too, too cold to wear it. But I think it will be lovely to wear this vest when the weather's like on the cusp of freezing ass cold when we're like almost there. So it'll be nice for the fall type weather that we're having right now. And I'm excited. It's beautiful and it really still is super soft and squishy. And I love knitting with that yarn. It was super rewarding. And it's nice to see that I'm actually getting a few things accomplished that were my works in progress that have just been hanging out. All right. So in less than finishing, I did start the skew socks, like barely started the skew socks, but I did decide to go with the magic loop and get the super long cable needle size ones that I had in my needle collection. Except I think that mine, most of the, I like to do two at a time socks. We've talked about that before. When I started doing magic loop with socks, um, I was doing two at a time magic loop. So the cable on this size, set of size ones is really long, almost too long because it gets a little annoying and a little in the way sometimes. But Magic Loop was definitely the way to go with this sock pattern because her instructions are pretty detailed and being able to follow along as she intended for this particular pattern is making me very happy. So I really haven't gotten very far. I cast on. I did my first set of increases and I'm on the second set of increases. So I've got a whole toe. This is definitely not a knit two at a time sock because they are shaped in a manner that you have a left sock and a right sock. And knowing me, I would get super confused and end up with like two left socks or two right socks. So we're not gonna do that. We're gonna knit one at a time. The yarn is pretty lovely. I love the colorway. It's Mardi Gras and that's making me happy as well. What else? Oh, I have some shocking news for you. In addition to knitting, I've been picking up some of my other works in progress. I was crocheting. I know, right? Like, we even almost forgot that I knew how to crochet. So what have I been working on in terms of crochet? I have a longstanding project. Hold on a sec. All right, so this work in progress that I've had on my hook for a really, really long time is called The Great Afghan. I had made one a long, long time ago for one of my brothers, I think my little brother for Christmas. So I have a book from Leisure Arts that is 15 Afghans. All out of Vanish Choice from Lion Brand Yarn. I think I picked up the book at pff, either Michael's or Joanne's. Probably Michael's, I think, a long time ago. And basically, the afghan is a gigantic granny square shape that you start in the middle and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you knit it with two strands of yarn, worsted weight yarn, held together. So I have three colors of Vanish Choice. A dark purple, a medium plummy purple, and a gray. And I believe I had 15 skeins total, five each color. Like the original pattern had is just a two color afghan. Like you hold two strands of contrasting yarn together. It's about lap blanket size, I believe. It's a 62 by 62 inches, which is less than five feet. Yeah, so that's about lap blanket. So the way I did my color combination because I used three instead of two. So I have, instead of colors A and B, I have A, B, and C. So the first round for, I'm and I'm doing switching colors every two rounds that was a mouthful sorry so i have color a and b then b and c then c and a and then back to the original a b b c etc and i'm almost done and it's going super fast now like per round because the rounds are getting quite big and you know so you're pretty much just tearing through the yarn pretty quickly and it's making me very happy So during those snow days that I had, it was cold. And so I thought, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull that nearly finished afghan out of my works in progress and work with this blanket on my lap to keep me warm. And it worked out quite nicely. It was definitely not a summer project. And it's nice to get back to a little crochet. Well, and another reason I wanted to get back to the crochet was because I was super tempted to start a pieced granny square blanket but i would feel like i was cheating on that afghan if i had just started crocheting another project like i would never go back to the great afghan if i started this other one so i didn't i was very proud of myself and super excited to finish this and i know that while my tanya is here we'll have plenty of time and i should be able to get that done and i'm almost done so that's pretty nice i did not forget how to crochet especially in the round (laughs) because me me and back and forth crochet were just not friends we just aren't. And actually, one of the reasons I bought that book originally is because it has several different patterns for, you know, small squares to piece into Afghans. So that's pretty cool. Like even the traditional granny square, which I think it was three or four years after I started knitting, I was like, I can knit. I know that I can conquer crochet now because I had tried crochet when I was a kid and I made a million granny squares, which is probably all I'll end up doing with crochet in my future. However, I bought it because there were all of those in the round patterns for blanket squares. And I'm really super happy to get back to that. I wonder if I have got anything else that I've been working on. Nope. It looks like that is pretty much it. That is all I've got going on in spinning my wheels. So I'll keep you posted on all of my progress. I'm going to put my spin on Knitting Without Tears by Elizabeth Zimmerman. I know, I could in no way do justice to saying wonderful things about Elizabeth Zimmerman. But what I will say is that I am finding as much joy in reading Knitting Without Tears as I did the first and the second time I read this book. So one of my 101 and 1001 goals was to read all of my knitting books. And recently, with everything that I have been doing with this whole trying to become a knitwear designer, I decided what I needed was some motivation and encouragement. And who better to receive it from than Elizabeth Zimmerman? Because she's hilarious and fantastic and so wise. Let me tell you, the first time that I read Elizabeth Zimmerman, I was deployed. It was Iraq. Nope, it was Kuwait. And I was working on a replacement blankie for Itty Bitty. And I got to about page 17 of Knitting Without Tears. And I discovered that I had been wrapping all of my pearl stitches the wrong way and twisting all of my pearls which explains so much about why my stockinette stitch did not look even and smooth because half of my stitches were twisted and slanting in one direction instead of straight up and down i was mortified at the time but now it's hilarious and it was actually really funny when i got to that section again and was reading about it and she says hey here's how you pearl and here's a better way to pearl And I just remembered back, too, when I discovered that I was twisting all of my purl stitches. (laughs) And I found that funny. So Knitting Without Tears is subtitled Basic Techniques for Easy-to-Follow Directions for Garments to Fit All Sizes. She really has knitting instructions in there with small illustrations from everything. Casting on, knitting, purling, increases, decreases, shaping, all sorts of stuff. But that's not really why i am reading the book again i think it was super informative when i was a very 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 beginning knitter but just some of the things she says were so hilarious or like i said i was looking for motivation and encouragement and she says things like properly practice knitting soothes the troubled spirit and it doesn't hurt the untroubled spirit either i mean really how wonderful is that it's so true about knitting and if you do not know who elizabeth zimmerman is You should find out, search her, find her books and read her work. I would, if she was alive and writing today, she would be like one of the founding knitting bloggers. Does that make sense? If you wanted to compare her to something a little bit more modern. So Knitting Without Tears was originally published in 1971. And I don't think, uh, if I'm quite positive, it's not her first book. And it's really nice to know like even if you're reading the introductory chapter where she talks about how knitting is her obsession and for those of us who also have knitting obsessions it's like the obsession with knitting is universal and it has crossed the lines of time and it's fantastic if you haven't read her work read her work if you have read her work read it again especially on like a rainy dreary day where you just need a little motivation something uplifting She'll say something wise, she'll say something snarky, and I guarantee you will leave with a smile on your face. I'm so happy that I am visiting with Elizabeth Zimmerman again. All right, so it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. I hope you've enjoyed our little time together today. I've enjoyed recording. And I should have a lot of things to report when I come back, especially with all of the holiday fun ahead of us. Apparently, I am making homemade cranberry sauce, which is a task I have not taken on since high school for part of our American Thanksgiving dinner. And that will either be hilarious or wonderful. I'm not an awful cook. I just don't do it. And I have to follow a recipe very strictly, which makes it kind of stressful for me, which is why I don't cook very well. Right? Okay. So that will all be coming up around the corner, and I should have no issues recording between between Thanksgiving and the holidays to follow that. I know I've got some craft goals in the future, including it, well, I've knit myself quite a few pairs of socks over the past year, and I believe that Itty Bitty and Bird are starting to chomp at the bit for their next pairs. So I need to get on that, and I should have a lot of snowy adventures ahead of me. All right, as always... You can get the details. Oh, nope. Before I do that, wait. So I will be leading us out with a song that is absolutely ridiculous. And that is how I got the namesake for this episode. I think it's a ridiculous song. However, it puts a smile on my face and I sing along every time it comes on. This song leading us out today is the song Polaroid by Imagine Dragons. And it is ridiculous and I hope you enjoy it. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at Shiloh at foreverhandmade.com. Catch me on Ravelry and Instagram as Forever Handmade and... Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. I'm a
1: reckless mistake. I'm a cold night's intake. I'm a one night too long. I'm a come on too strong all my life. I've been living in the fast lane. Can't slow down. I'm a rolling freight train one more time. Gotta start all over. Can't slow down. I'm a lone red rover. Close. I'm a wreck what I love most. I'm a first class let down. I'm a shut up, sit down. I am a head case. I am the color of boom. It's never arriving and you are the pay raise. Always a touch out of you. And I am the color of boom. My life. I've been living in the Lane, can't slow down, I'm a rolling freight train, one more time, gotta start all over, can't slow down, I'm a lone red rover, whoa, how did it come to this, oh, love is a Polaroid, oh, better in picture, never can fill the void. In the fast lane, Can't slow down I'm a rolling freight train One more time Gotta start all over Can't slow down I'm a lone red rover